power moves with Dr. Gladney, the show that the world has been waiting for. Dr. Gladney is the world-renowned emotional wellness expert, CEO of 24 Karat Speakers, author, and power mover. Each episode will feature extraordinary guests who've created success by making moves that led them to their power. Put on your seatbelt and get ready for the ride of your life as you are inspired and motivated to move to your greatness. Well, hello, everybody. We are so excited. Welcome to another episode of Power Moves with Dr. Gladney. You know, on this show, we discuss those moves that motivate and move you to your greatness. We all on this journey of life have said we have this dream. We have a dream for our life, but sometimes we don't know how to achieve that dream. And I know I made some power moves when I left education because I used to be a teacher and started my own business. And then I made another power move when I decided I was going to focus on helping everybody in the world to stay sane and got a PhD in psychology and then made another move when I opened up a speakers bureau called 24 Carat Speakers, a premium speakers agency for women of color. So what happens is we continue to make moves all along the journey. But I think it's really important that you hear from those people that are in the top 10% who make those moves and we know about them. So I bring you amazing guests every single time. And I am excited because guess what? I bought in another cowboy. <laughs> but I'm gonna tell you, this one has something that probably only 1% of the people have gotten. He was MVP in the Super Bowl. That's right, we are bringing in the infamous Larry Brown. We're so excited to have you, Larry. Dr. G, happy to be here, <laughs> happy to be here. This is exciting. I'm gonna tell you all a little bit about maybe what you don't know, just a few of his career heights. So, Larry, you, a three-time Super Bowl champion. Very blessed. Yes, Super Bowl MVP, as I said. You were on the all-rookie team, and you got the George Hallis Award. You played in 95 games, 317 tackles, and 14 interceptions, and 210 interception yards. Very, very long, long career, uh, enjoyed it. And we were very fortunate to have some success over that, those nine years that I played. Absolutely, as a cornerback. And you know, I can't say that I'm very, very well-versed, even though my son played football. <laughs> so tell everybody, what is a cornerback? A, corner, my, a cornerback my... tackles people. Okay. And he tries to prevent the other team from scoring. Okay. So. Wow. Yeah. So now, do you get to choose the position that you play, or do they say, this is no. where you need to go? Uh, no, there's a physical side of it. For example, offensive linemen are typically 300 pounds. I'm not 300 pounds, so I couldn't okay. play that position. Okay. So most positions are weight-oriented. Right. So defensive back, so a guy that's only about 200, 205 pounds, more than likely is going to be a defensive back or a wide receiver on offense because okay. they're not that big. Wow. So 
MVP. I've only got MVP one time in my life, and it was because I was playing on the older softball team. <laughs> Listen, I didn't even hit a home run or anything, but I was voted the MVP, and you could not have peeled me out of the sky. I can't imagine what that feels like to have been voted MVP at a Super Bowl game. Tell us about that. I think you appreciate it uh, once you're done playing. Obviously, when you're a player, you're just happy that you won the game. Yes, yeah. And you're not thinking about personal accolades, what you accomplished. But I think, you know, later you're like, wow, that's pretty cool. You know, once you get older, you're not playing. You got kids, you realize, man, that was, that was a special moment. And yeah. it was a good time. And uh, But it, we need some new MVPs in Dallas. So <laughs> we need to get back to Super Bowl soon. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. And you had two stints with the Dallas Cowboys. Mm -hmm. So how? tell us about your journey. How um, did you get here? That's a great question. I, I grew up in South Central Los Angeles. Okay. So coming from L.A., I had, got recruited uh, to go to a number of schools, end up selecting TCU over in Fort Worth. Okay. So I'm a horn frog. So you're a horn frog. Okay. All right. Proud frog here. There and, you uh, go. There you go. Get that uh, in. So went to TCU. Loved my experience. Uh, stayed three years there and then got drafted to the Cowboys. Wow. Uh, still probably, I believe, today I'm still the youngest Cow player the Cowboys ever drafted. Really? I was 20 years old when I got drafted to the 20. Cowboys. 20? 20 years okay. old. I didn't you turn didn't... 21 that season. So. Wow. So it was, it was a great experience. Um, played for Jimmy Johnson, played for Barry Switzer, played for Chan Gailey. So just a number of great coaches. And uh, so when I got to Dallas, I wasn't excited that I got there because they were 1-15 oh, the year okay. before I got there. <laughs> so I, I said, God, you must not like me because I didn't win much in college, and now you just sent me to the worst team in football. Oh, my goodness. So, uh, but God knew more than I knew. Absolutely. And so uh, not only did we let it go there, we ended up winning three Super Bowls in my first four years. Oh, so you never know that. the path that God's going to take you on. Listen, look, that was so important. Did you just hear what he said? He thought... Well, at the time, it was the worst team. As they were. That's not thought. That's fact. That, that was a fact. They won one game. They were one of fifteen. And he, but you thought that you were going somewhere, and you're like, oh, this is not going to be good. And then you won. Well, in sports, Three. I don't care what level you're on. You can be little league, middle school, high school. When you're losing, no one's happy. Right. Absolutely. And so uh, we didn't win much in college, so that wasn't the best atmosphere. And now you're going to the worst team in football who's also the Dallas Cowboys. Yes. Oh my. Uh, everyone America's who loved team. America's team. Yeah. So I was like, wow, it's not going to be fun. You know, <laughs> we, they had one. And so, but we were able to turn things around and have some success there and uh, had a, a great career there. Played with some great people, the Troys, Emmitts, Mike, Deons of the yes. world, Darren Woodson, Charles Haley. So, so many great guys, Big Newt, Nate Newton, all my guys there. So it was a great experience. Wow. So Larry, were you always wanting to, play professional sports or was that just because you were so talented and gifted how did that you know what I, I shared this with my wife we had the same conversation when I came out of school back then the 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 goal was graduate from high school okay and if you graduate from high school you did something yeah so everything that I did was in that moment I never looked ahead so when I played football in high school I only focused on that I didn't think about college when I had a chance to go to college, that's all I thought about. I didn't think about playing pros. Really? When I got the chance to play pro, because I never envisioned myself doing those things anyway. You know, once you got your high school degree, basically I was like, hey, you, you made it. Because that's how, that was the culture back then. Wow. Of That's it. So I never really looked ahead. 
and I was also young again, yeah, you know, yeah, doing these course, things. Yeah. So um, I was I was always focused on the moment and what I was doing there. Never thought about it. Now I felt I was pretty good, but I also knew that everyone doesn't get that opportunity. Right. So it wasn't for sure that I was going to get the opportunity. So maybe that's probably why I never paid much attention to it. So you didn't start out in high school and because now, you know, kids start out at five playing football. Yeah. You didn't start out in high school thinking, were you thinking, okay, I'm going to go to college and it's going to pay for my college? No. That wasn't all. even. That wasn't even thought. That wasn't all even I know thought. is we got a game this week. I'm going to go out and I'm going <laughs> to do goodness. good in this game. And then wow. the coaches start saying, hey, man, there's some t- schools coming by. They like you. Think you have a chance. Like, oh, okay, great. Go talk to those coaches. So, that yeah. That is fabulous. Yeah. So you had to be shocked beyond measure to be drafted. Mm-hmm. Tell me about that with your family and everybody. Because if nobody. So um, whatever I did, I always tried to be the best at what I was doing and whatever I was doing. Uh-huh. So in high school, I was a good football player. I knew that even though I didn't think about college. Okay. When I got okay. to college, I was a good football player even though I didn't think about pros. So um, I know it sounds weird, but I know that, this it's kind of like focusing on the task in front of you. I so, love that. I love um, that. Same thing that happened to me in high school happened to me in college. One of my coaches said, hey, look, you know, some NFL guys come around. They like you. They think you, you got a chance to, to be pretty good. It's like, oh, okay, great. <laughs> but you don't know what to do with it because you don't know what you don't know. Yes. So when you're young, naive, no guidance, you're just taking it as it comes because you, you can't prepare for something that you – you don't know. Yeah. So I didn't know what to expect. I didn't know if I had to get drafted or not. I didn't know any of those things. I did get invited to some all-star games, did well there. So when I got drafted mm-hmm. and I was with the Cowboys, I said, okay, I'm going to make the team. Again, that was the new task. All right, I'm here right, now. Right, right. I'm, 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 I'm going to be the best player I can be. So that was kind of my focus there. So are you still that focused person? Are you just task-oriented or do you create those five-year plans and 10-year plans and things? I would say now uh, that I'm older, I do think about those things a little more in advance of what I want to do, where I want to be, how I want to get there. Right. Um, so I would do those same things in the moment. So for example, as a football player, if I was in high school, I had a plan to be a great high school player. Okay. So there was always a plan, whether it was high school, college, even though the plan was not in reaching the in the future. Right. Gotcha. So there was always a plan to be there. So I've always been plan oriented. I've always been goal oriented. Um, I'm even more so now into the future. Now that I'm older, have yes, kids, yeah. you have to look out a little bit more. So I would say I've embraced that now and I've learned that because I had to learn on the go. Yes. You know, I was the first to go to my family in college. Wow. So, you know, I was the first, so I didn't have that mentorship, right. that guidance. Somebody you had to figure say, it out on your own. Okay. Yeah. So what did your parents, when you got drafted, what did, what were they thinking? Because I'm sure that's not what they were thinking if you weren't thinking it. Um, I think they were, they were, obviously they were excited. They were happy for it, my mom, my family. But again, once you get drafted, you still have to make the team. Yeah. People <laughs> think that that's not the end of it. Yes. So okay. you go back to, again, not knowing what's next. Am I going to be on this team? Am I going like, to make the yeah. team? You know, so um, I think they were happy when I when I made the team yeah. and started playing. Then they said then they were like, a lot okay, more, like, a lot more companies gonna be there. Yeah. <laughs> he's there. So now, do you tell younger football players just what you're sharing with us to focus on the moment? Because I really believe that nowadays, whether it's sports or in any arena, that nobody is in the moment. Everybody is way ahead in the future and thinking and hoping and wishing or worried. They're not 
enjoying the moment. Absolutely. So is that something that you share? Uh, absolutely. I, I speak to uh, young people all the time. I coach young people. Uh, my son plays football. Uh, he's in college now. So That's I great. absolutely share that. And the one of the biggest things that I can say for me, um, and I'm not saying people should look at the future, but I really enjoyed the moments. Mm, that's and that good. was the great thing about it. Because when you're in those moments, whether I realize it or not, I really enjoyed those moments. Right. I remember those moments. Yes. Because you wasn't looking ahead. So every player I played with, every coach that I've had, sleepovers, who who took me to practice when mom couldn't, wow. all those things. I remember these, these kids now, they don't, the relationships are different. And most of the guys I came up with, we were all close yes. because we were all right there. Okay. And uh, so yeah, I absolutely encourage kids, enjoy it. Enjoy, enjoy the, the ride. Enjoy the moment. Uh, I know it's hard. It's a lot different now. Yes. Because of the money yeah, and the attention. Yeah, Oh, my gosh. You know, it's it's a lot celebrity, different for these young kids. The celebrity, yeah. the Instagram, all that stuff yeah. for these kids. But I, I hope that they can enjoy the moment because it's a... Uh, if you were to tell me that a ball would change my life, I'm going to believe it. It's a ball. A, a ball. Skin. Okay. A so ball. maybe I'm in the wrong profession. I should have <laughs> learned the ball. <laughs> I mean, I'm just saying. I think that's wonderful. Now, when you go back to South Central LA, mm -hmm. are you that that star? Or... Well, first of all, LA got plenty of stars. You're just another guy <laughs> oh, that grew yeah, up there. Okay. Well, but, South uh, Central LA, yeah, and I know there's a lot of stars yeah, there, too. there's a lot of stars that grew up in South Central. But yeah. Um, I think your friends appreciated your accomplishment. You're one yes, of the kids yeah. that made it out. Yes. So I think yes. uh, the celebrity doesn't come from more that you play with the Cowboys. The celebrity comes from, hey, man, you're in the hood just like us. Yeah. And, and you, you made, it, made it. And you did it. And we're happy for you. Wow. I think it's more of that. Now, Larry, when did you realize your greatness? You know, I don't look at myself as greatness like that. I look at myself that I've been blessed to be able to do some great things. Okay. And so, I think that's separate from, I don't look at myself But your vessel is transferring over to those great things, to the Super Bowl MVP. That doesn't happen unless you're um, great. I think every step of the way, you know, like I said, you know, for me, every step's been a dream. If you were to tell me a little knucklehead kid from South Central <laughs> Los Angeles, would come to Texas, didn't know anybody, yeah. didn't have no family here, and going to play with the Cowboys who were not good at the time to go win three yeah. Super Bowls and to, to get done with that and to have a chance to do radio and TV and, and a sport that I love. I Every day is like a dream. Like, you just, you can't believe it, you know? Yeah. And, uh, um, but I think... Uh, I think you realize things, those great moments, the older you get because okay. you appreciate them. I think when you're younger and you're in the moment, uh, you're, you're more so enjoying it as opposed to realizing your how famous. you're going through this journey. Yeah. So um, I, I think maybe since I'm older, I, I'd probably say maybe in my mid-30s, mid okay. I'd probably say you start realizing, man, you've been very blessed, yes, man, to do yes. some great things and, great. And, yes, and, absolutely. and meet some great people and um uh, I, one moment I will hit after I won the Super Bowl, after the game, uh, Jerry Jones put the president of the United States on the phone with me, Bill Clinton. Oh, wow. And Bill Clinton said, oh, Larry, wow. I want to congratulate. I was like, wow, I'm talking to the president? Yeah. I mean, his little knucklehead from South Central Los Angeles? <laughs> Are okay, you kidding so me? that was the moment when that you realized. That moment when okay. the president of the United States knows your name. Absolutely. I was like, wow, that was a big moment.
Wow. Do you still keep in touch with him? No, no. <laughs> <laughs> that was a he has his own issues. He has his own no. issues. He's got his own issues. He's yeah. Like, yeah, but yeah. He got a lot going on, yeah. right? Oh, wow. That is so wonderful. Yeah. So now, what would you say was that one move that you made that made you put you in that power seat? I, I think I think you, there's I separate that question. Okay. You can do it personally, then you have business. Because I end up going into business and starting businesses and things of that nature. Okay. But I would say from a personal level, surround yourself with good people. Mm-hmm. You know, put people around you that's positive, that's moving in the same direction. And they're not there just to tell you what you want to hear. You got to have people who, who, who are going to be honest with you. Okay. About where you are and those things. If, But you have to be humble enough to receive Okay. And if you're able to do that, I think it'll it'll help you in many areas of your life. So who was that one person? Because generally it's it's something that somebody says, it's an opportunity that you get. Was it the fact that you were drafted? Was it the fact that you were MVP? What was it that one and even um, if it was that person speaking into you, but it there were many. That I, it made. wouldn't be okay. fair to name one, but okay. uh, obviously, from a spiritual level, having people to give spiritual guidance. Okay. Um, when I had a chance to meet a gentleman named AC Green and Daryl Green, they were professional yeah. athletes when I was yeah. young, who were Christian athletes, mm-hmm. and they were superstars. When I was younger, that probably changed me a okay. bit That's because good. I didn't grow up around. I grew up around drugs, gangs, yeah. violence. Yes. You didn't see athletes like Daryl Green. Yes. And AC Green, Green for the Lakers. Yeah. Who love God. Yeah. And did that so I say I would say that changed my life. Okay. Uh my friends, uh Adrian Davis, you know, my boy Ricky, we've yeah. been friends since we were teenagers. Mm-hmm. And we always said that, hey, we're gonna make it out of here. Wow. And we don't care who go first, but whoever we get gonna, out, we we, 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 we all coming. We all coming. We coming. And so Love it. so uh when I got drafted, uh Adrian moved to Texas and we started our first business. Wow. You know, a restaurant called yes. Boxy's Cafe. So that was life changing. Even though it didn't, it wasn't successful. It no, changed it was our a power life. move. It, it was, was it successful. Was it was successful for that moment. It was successful for that moment. It, absolutely. It taught us a lot. And it taught you a lot and it helped make you. Absolutely. You it made us better. Yes. And so um, that was a move that was, uh, I would say, very, very, very powerful for us okay. as well. That's and, wonderful. But it's unfair to say one person. I've had many people speak in my life okay. from a business, from a spiritual, uh, just friendships. Right. Uh, a lot of folks. Yeah. And yeah. it's in a lot of times, you know, it can be one decision, but the move is a compilation of a lot of different things as well. Well, so, I'll tell you uh, one thing I took from a coach. Uh, he gave me this Jimmy Johnson. He gave this to the team. He said, life's not about who can make the most good decisions. Mm. It's about who can make the least bad decisions. Wow. Meaning that one okay. good decision okay. can change your You're life. Right. You don't You're need right. 20 good decisions yeah. in your life. Yes. But that one can. So wow. it's about eliminating bad decisions. And I would say I like that. that that stuck with me. That stuck with me. Okay. And, um, can you look in that camera and tell people, <laughs> repeat that again. Uh, life is about not about who makes the most good decisions. It's about who makes the least bad decisions. Uh, one good decision can change your life. You don't need 20. I love, I never heard it and thought of it like that. Mm-hmm. Just flipping around that. I love that. So I hope you all are writing it down. You got that. That is so powerful. So, so the, I would probably say the biggest move I made in my life 
was deciding to come to school in Texas. I met my wife in Texas. Been wow. married next year, 30 years. Wonderful. Uh, we started it's our wonderful. first business in Texas. Wonderful. Um, had a, I played my professional career yeah. mostly in Texas. So making that decision to come to a state where I didn't know anyone wow. probably was one of the biggest decisions I made. And you yeah. were young. And I was young. I was 18 years old when 18 I 18 years yeah, old. Yeah, I didn't know anybody, not a soul. Wow. Yeah. This is amazing, amazing journey. And when we come back, I'm going to ask you, how do you maintain your emotional wellness? We come back, a word from our sponsor. 24 Karat Speakers is an elite speakers agency that represents women of color. Our agency offers boutique services to our buyers and speakers that include powerful speakers, training, product development, and client management. Our world-class speakers are experts in content and messaging and are uniquely trained to motivate audiences and excite the brain for impactful learning. Colorful women, powerful messages, changing the world. To hire one of these amazing women, go to www.24caratspeakers.com and let us help you create your world-class event. Now that we're back, I want to know, because with all that you do and all that you've done and still doing, how do you maintain that emotional wellness, that mental wellness, that balance in your life? Um... I'm going to answer in a way that's going to sound silly, but it's true. I just don't have no drama. You know, I don't deal with people that's a drama. I don't deal with no mess. I keep that away from me. Okay. And so keeping the, I call it the unnecessary. I keep the unnecessary away. Okay. And, uh, cause life's hard enough as it is day it to day. It is. It is. Uh, I keep good people around. Okay. Right. I enjoy the people that I'm around. I think that balances my mental wellness. Absolutely. I don't have anybody you, I've never wanted to, I don't like this person. Why are you here? I don't do that. Right. Uh, so the people that I'm around, um, I think uh, physically exercise. Okay. Because I don't think you can have mental wellness without physical wellness. Right. You know, body don't feel right. You're always right. hurting. So I try to do some activities. Uh, golf is my sport of activity. I don't get a chance to run like I used to yeah. and work out like I used to, but that's my activity. And I think uh, those things right there, and obviously keeping God in your life. Right. Between Absolutely. those balances right there. I think pretty simple formula. Right. No drama. No keep, drama. Keep people around you like being around. Ooh, keep God in your life. Lord, no drama. And, and get you some exercise. <laughs> and I think you have a good chance of having a good mental wellness. Well, it's amazing that you're still in such good shape with all those tackles. Well, my I'm kids just... don't think so. <laughs> <laughs> they used to say, Dad, you used to have muscles. What happened here? Yeah, I was 20-something back then. I'm, I'm just saying. Yeah. There, you had over 200 and some tackles. Yeah. And I, not ever having somebody tackled me or had mm -hmm. to push somebody to the, I can't imagine all of that, that that does to your body, but for you to still be in such good shape, that's a blessing well, right there. My, my body has changed. It's not the same. Yeah. You know, I've had shoulder surgery, foot surgery. Okay. Yeah, I mean, so that's just par for that's the course. Part. Yeah, absolutely. The game absolutely. It. And some guys are in worse shape than I am, you know, so I, I know I've guys that <laughs> hip and knee replacements. So yes. I don't cry about my injuries and the yeah. things that I've had, yeah. but I'm happy that I'm able to, play with my kids and I can move around a yeah. little bit. And so there's some functionality. There. Yeah. And your son plays football. So you yes. were out there helping him. I help him get going, get and try going. to get him to listen. And, you know, I'm just dad. Of course, so he don't listen dad. to me. He's not, he not listen. listen. You can't tell dad. him nothing. Dad yeah. don't know what he's talking about. But that's yeah. good because he's doing well. <laughs> yeah, and I'm so glad. I'm proud of him. So now you kind of um, were alluding to this earlier, but 
What is the one thing that you would tell people that they should avoid? Um, are you talking about personally or in business? Both. Look, besides um, the drama, we know well, people should avoid drama. Well, I think in business, if you're the smartest person in the room, you got a problem. Mm -hmm. And again, you have to uh, be humble. Uh, I tell people all the time, I don't know a lot, but I know a lot of people who do. Right, right. Okay. That's good. So yeah. when I have access to someone who's great in accounting or Daryl Washington who's a great attorney yeah. or yourself, hey, yeah. I can get to the right people. I don't have to be the smartest person in the room. Right. But if I, if I can tap into to your brilliance and their brilliance, yes. it makes me appear to be smart, which I'm not, <laughs> I don't have to be. So I would say get smart people around you. Okay. You know, bring, bring people that are smarter than you. Okay. You don't have to know everything. Right. As a matter of fact, it's better if you don't. Right. Um, so, uh, I would say in business from there, from a personal life, I would say, bring people around you who really love you, who mm. really care for you. Mm -hmm. Cause we all have all kinds of people in our circles coming and yes, going. Yes. Yes. My circle has very been very small. Yes. I don't have a lot of friends, you know, yeah, I know a lot do. of, no, yeah. okay. I, the okay. difference between knowing a lot of people <laughs> yeah, and yeah, you're right. And have okay. a lot of friends. Okay. So, um, I know a lot of people, but a lot of people aren't those people that spend those intimate moments. With right, you. right. And I call it moments. Yes. Um, I would say try to have good moments, you know, yes. as many good moments as you go through this journey of life. Yeah. You know, and if, if you have just as many bad moments as good moments, then there's an unbalance there. Right. How do I get good, good moments um, with the people that I am, who I choose to do business with? Absolutely. Who I, you know, where I choose to go to church, those things of that nature. I think the more of those moments like that, Avoid the bad moments, right. if possible. And yeah. And I do believe a lot of them are avoidable. They are. I believe that. They are. You know, some people are hanging around people or want people in their life that shouldn't be in their life. Right. Uh, there's an old term that says some people in your life for a reason, some so for a season. season. And so find those that. reasons. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so I would say on a personal side, that from the, that's what I would say. Okay. That's, that's good. So now, Larry, what is your next? You have a lot of stuff that you do. So I think that you were very smart and you were on a pathway because you knew how to parlay all of your financial earnings and everything. Like you said, you started your first business when you were young. You knew how to say, okay, I'm going to do something else after football ends. Sometimes we hear these horrible stories and uh, we hear of professional um, players either in whatever sport and they didn't, they didn't do their money right. So they end up with no money, broke, you know, the game is over. But you were able to parlay. So why don't you share with us some of the wonderful things that you've been able to do? The, the thing that I uh, was able to do, you have to first humble yourself. And you have to understand what you are and who you are. For most athletes, that's exactly what you are. Right. Okay. You've been playing since you were 9 or 10 years old. Yeah. High school, college. You've never worked a nine to five job before and you don't have a skill set mm. once you finish. Most guys don't. And so Wait, that, that just I never thought of it like that, mm -hmm. that you don't have a skill set yeah. because your body has been has really been the tool. It's what you are. You are an athlete. You've been an athlete. Wow. You had okay. to work. When I got okay. drafted, I was 20 years old. I yes. didn't go. I didn't go work and punch the clock. nine yeah. to five. Ten years later. Wow. So now for those 10 years, you didn't get a chance to develop skills and things of, wow. as a regular person. Yes, yes. So when it's all over, you don't know what you want to do. You know, it's like someone saying tomorrow you can't be Dr. G anymore. 
Wow. You know, and now you're like, well, what do I do? I've been yeah. Dr. G <laughs> for all this for time. All this time. Yeah. And I think a lot of athletes come into that. Um, I was fortunate enough. Um, I got drafted in the 12th round, which means you wasn't supposed to make the team. So I was always aware that, hey, uh, I had to do a little with nothing. Okay. And so I was always cognizant of that. And uh, so as I started to play, I started making more money, things like that. But as a 12 rounder, you're not even supposed to be on the team. See, I didn't know that. I didn't mm -hmm. know how that works. It, I know the higher you go, that, yes. that's meaningful. But I and didn't the more know, money you make. So the 12th round means you're not supposed to be on a team? Technically, a 12th rounder is not supposed to make a team. Really? Absolutely. Okay. So the first that. rounder is. Okay. Okay. So Absolutely. back then they had 380 picks, right? From right. 1 to 380. Right. I was number 320. So I still got drafted. Okay. So they expect one, two, three, four, five, maybe the first hundred to okay. be there. Wow. So, okay. So what that did for me was I had, I didn't come in making a lot of money. So right. I had to learn how to manage what I had. Right. And make that work. As I started to play, the success came. I started making more money. I already had that principle That's in me. Good. And I had okay. a friend of mine. He was a Jewish brother one day. Um, <laughs> and this probably was a life changing moment for me. Okay. Too. He said, uh, I only made $75,000 my rookie year. And he said, uh, are you saving any money? I'm like, dude, I had to pay taxes. Yes. I had to buy a car. Yeah. And this and this and this and that. And I was giving him all the reasons why, why I couldn't save any money. Right. And he said, look, saving is not dictated to the amount. Okay. It's the importance of it. So I don't care if you have to save $5 a month. Mm -hmm. The symbolism of it is that saving that is important saving for me and that you're saving something. Right. So that that changed me a little bit there when I got that advice. I'm like, wow, because I could have saved 10 bucks if I wanted to. Right. But I'm right. thinking I'm not making any money right. and yeah. all these things there. Yeah. So I, I would say that 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 information, that advice was something that also changed how I looked at money, my approach to saving wow. and things of that nature. Wow. Well. Look, 75000 was a whole lot because I had Drew and he's talked about they only made $1,000 yeah, per game. <laughs> I know. <laughs> exactly. So y'all yeah. were coming up in the We were coming up. We but that. look, now compared to it's, now. It's, it's a whole different ballgame. I, ball I game know it's now. a whole different ballgame. It's a whole ball different ballgame. Ball so you you still work with ESPN? Do you still do I do, do radio. And... I do radio and TV for the okay. Cowboys. Mm -hmm. I still do that. It's a seasonal job. Right. I still do marketing, promotions, appearances things like that in the off season. Uh, the primary goal, when I started playing, uh, my wife Cheryl wanted to start acquiring real estate. Right. And we started doing some, not as much as she wanted. Yeah. So I should have listened to her back then. <laughs> so always, um, always the other point here, always listen to the woman. Well, no, here's, here's what I would saying. say though. Yeah. I've always felt whatever you do, you should be good at what you do. Right. Learn your craft. Right. I didn't know much about real, real estate, estate, how so it worked, like, and things yeah. like that. So when I got done playing and I said, okay, Cheryl, you want to start doing more real estate? I'm going to take the time. She was already a real estate agent. Mm -hmm. yes. She knew. Yes. But I wanted to learn the game because there's different components. There's right. commercial, right. there's residential, yeah, single family, multifamily. Yeah. So where do you want to go with it? So once uh, I retired, I started to learn more about the different areas of it. Mm -hmm. And because I'm big at learn to be good at what you do. Right. Don't That's just good. chase the money. That's good. That's when I good. was younger, I, I used to chase point. money. Yeah. And so I don't chase money now. Chase right. your craft. Chase being good at what you do. And the other money will come. So I started learning that. And we started to acquire more real estate. And, and we're still acquiring. And we're doing that's good. Great. And we're happy about that. And uh, so that's kind of, I call that my 
semi gig because that's not full time either. Yeah, so yeah. I'm semi here, semi there. You know. Well, so let, let me ask you this: How does it feel when people pay money for your signature? I'm an author, so I sign books. But they've already bought the book, and that's as bad as far. But you can sign a ball. Like you said, this ball will change your life. You can sign a ball, and it goes for money, and people want that. How does that feel? I'll keep it. i put it in perspective. I'm not going to say they're signing for me. Yeah. They're signing based on the success that our team had. Okay. And I was a participant of okay. that. Okay, okay. Therefore, that's I get good. that. So, you know. That's good. Um. And I appreciate it. So it's fans. not about you. You saying it's not all about you. It's about what we accomplished. Okay. Had we been one in 15, nobody wants your, your Nobody signature. wants your autograph. Nobody wants your autograph. <laughs> so it don't matter who you are. So um, so it's about what the team and the organization accomplished. And you're appreciative of it that okay. you had that opportunity because everybody doesn't get a chance to have the success that we had there. Right. And that carries over off the field, business opportunities, people you get a chance to meet, places you get a chance to go. So... All of those things have allowed me to be blessed to carry over off the field. Okay. This is so this is so great. We could continue to keep going on and on because I I learn so much when I hear from other people and how your life and your power moves and what your journey was. And it's just always so great. And everybody continues to seem like that interwoven, the people that really rise to the top understand that it's not about them. They understand it was a bigger plan that God had for them and how to maneuver that. Now, I'm not saying that some people at the top don't realize that, but we already know. I know a lot of people at the top that are not happy being at the top. Yeah. But when you can make your life um, and mold it into something with the greatness that you have been given, I think it's wonderful. Now, all we need for you to do is sprinkle some fairy dust on the Dallas Cowboys this yeah, coming year. You know? Sprinkle that, sprinkle that fairy dust and, on and there, I would so tell we can you, get to the Super Bowl. I would tell your audience too: a part of success, no matter what it is, is uh, number one: learn to love the process. Most people mm, want to skip the process. They do. They do. And when you can learn to love the process, you know, and learn to love people. Yes. Okay. I, I enjoy learning. I know all my teammates. I can tell you where Troy Aikman's from, here in Oklahoma. Yes. I can tell you where Alvin Harper played at. He's from Frostproof, Florida. And Mike, Mike Irvin from Fort Lauderdale, Emma Smith, Pensacola. Get to know people. Yes. Get to learn. It's a yeah. lot. You can yeah. learn from each other. Yes. And all that makes you better. And uh, I Absolutely. think that uh, if, you, if you do those things there and learn to enjoy that process, because it's not easy. It's, it's yeah. Get easy out your mind. Get fast out your mind. It's not. It's not. It's a process. But yeah. that don't mean that it's bad. Right. And uh, and bring good people around you. I think you got a chance to be happy and have, what, mental balance. <laughs> Absolutely. Mental balance. <laughs> love, love what you have to say. Thank you, my friend, for joining us today. This has been just wonderful, wonderful. I tell you, every time we come here, we are bringing you life-changing things. I hope you all are taking notes and paying attention and enjoying this process. I'm going to take some really good nuggets away from here, enjoying the process, because sometimes the process is not fun, but we have to learn to enjoy it. This is all about that. Thank you again for joining us for another episode of Power Moves with Dr. Gladney. 
this, I'm so excited. I'm going to have to calm down, Larry. You got me all <laughs> excited time. here. But thank you once again. And until the next time, have a powerful day. Thank you for joining us for today's Power Moves with Dr. Gladney. For more information or to contact Dr. Gladney, go to www.drgladney.com or to hire a 24-karat speaker, go to www.24caratspeakers.com. We'll see you next time.